Support for WVIK comes from Kathleen Collins at the Dragonfly in Bettendorf. Using both conventional and alternative counseling methods for empowerment to help create change for individuals and couples. More information is at KathleenCollinsCounseling.com. Wheeland Presley Funeral Home and Crematory have been serving Quad City families and veterans since 1889. Wheeland Presley Funeral Homes are located in Rock Island, Milan, and Reynolds, and are proud supporters of WQPT. Alternatives is a proud supporter of WQPT and has been serving our community for 40 years. Alternatives provides professional guidance to maintain independence and quality of life for older adults and adults with disabilities. A new person will represent the Illinois Quad Cities in Congress next year. Hi, I'm John Marks from the Dispatch in the Rock Island Argus, and I'll talk with the Democratic candidate next on The Cities. I'm John Marks, columnist with The Dispatch and Rock Island Argus, joining you tonight for Jim Mertens. One thing we know for sure, the new 17th Congressional District in Western Illinois will have a new representative. Veteran lawmaker Sherry Bustos is stepping down after a decade in Congress. That's not the only change in the 17th District. It's been redrawn with reappointments. The Quad Cities now joins Rockford, Peoria, and, and even a part of Bloomington Normal. I sat down with former television meteorologist Eric Sorrenton, the first time Democratic candidate running for the seat. We're talking about his campaign, the issues that will impact the 17th. First of all, I'm grateful that you're here and, and, and taking the time, but tell us a little bit about those who have ever watched television locally. Yes. I know, know who you are, but t tell us why and, and what, what made you take this step? Yeah, I think this is the logical step, John, for someone who has communicated professionally yep. his entire life. Um, realizing that for nearly 20 years, yeah. right here in this district, whether it was Rockford or the Quad Cities, people could trust me for the information that I was presenting to them. And so I believe that we need our next representative sure. to have already um, be earned the trust of the community before they go. And so what I hope to be is the person that will communicate right back between yep. Washington and, uh, and our hometowns, because I hear that from people. They feel very separated from Washington, and it's time to, uh, to get us close together again. Eric, take a look around. Um, inflation is everywhere. We know that. It's, it's thrown right. in our face sure. every day. I know the price of a gallon of gas, as you do, uh, food prices, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Stock market down 3,000 points over a year ago. Explain yep. what you would do to, kind of, to sort of stem that tide uh, when you, or if that, that day comes for you. Well, first things first, it's, it's understanding that it doesn't matter where you live. Um, we're all um, burdened today yeah. by the cost of everything. Um, you know, one thing that we've got to be able to do is bring the cost of, of groceries down. Yep. We hear too much from, from people that are working two and three jobs just yep. to pay the bills. Um, and this is the elephant in the room. This is where Republicans, Democrats, and independents have to work together. Um, we can't have this partisan bickering because we've got real people in our, in our hometowns that are suffering today. Um, and that means making sure that we reduce the gas tax, making sure that we reduce it 
um, the, the food tax, um, because these are real implications. And also, having Medicare be able to negotiate with drug companies so that we can bring the inflation of prescription drugs down. I had a gentleman in Rockford tell me, Eric, can you help me out? I spend more at CVS every month oh. than I spent for my rent. And I have to be able to help him. You know, this is what drives me to be able to come sure. find the solutions so that we can bring them to the people in this district. Take that a step further. The redistrict of, redistricting, excuse me, of, of the 17th. Eric, you're well known in the Quad Cities. You're mm -hmm. well known in Rockford. You might not play big in, in Quincy, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Is that one of the reasons that you, you took this step is because Please excuse game, game and name recognition, but mm -hmm. people know and can trust you. Is that why you took this? Yeah, I think that, I mean. Did it help? I, I think it's a, it's a piece, right? You know, there, there are a lot of different reasons why I'm running for sure. Congress. Uh, but certainly, um, you know, the fact is that in 20 years, I, I didn't move around. Um, I worked in my hometown of Rockford. I'm proud to be a Rockfordian at heart, right? But then when I moved to, to Moline, Illinois, and I bought my first house in Moline, Illinois, wow. um, to be able to say that this is my home. I want people here to succeed. I want to be able to fight for the people here. Um, and that's why I'm running for Congress. Roe versus Wade, hot button topic everywhere you turn. Uh, it's been on the, the lips and mouths mm -hmm. of everyone. Where do you stand? I'm 100% pro-choice. Um, I believe that um, women should have the ability uh, to make the decisions for their own bodies 100%. And it, it offends me that my opponent was fundraising off of the road decision within an hour because that is contrary to the people that I talk to in this district. Now, whether they're Republicans, they're Democrats, or independents, um, she's wrong on that. Um, but I want the record to be that I will be 100% uh, pro-choice and in Congress, I will work to codify Roe. It's a bit of a three-part question, Eric. Uh, gun violence, starting mm -hmm. with that. Um, civil, and then human rights. Mm -hmm. Talk about gun violence, steps you would take uh, to uh, you know, ensure a, a safe walk at night for me, or uh, that I can go to an event of more than 40 or, 40 or 50 people and not have an issue. Well, well John, I, I've heard from people in this district that are worried about sending their kids to school. It shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way. In 2022, that, that we've, got, we've got parents that are, are nervous about sending their kids to school. And you know what it changed for me when I was on the air in, yeah. in Rockford, Illinois at WREX, the day that NIU, it happened to my school. That's my, I, my school. I can picture that room where that happened. And then to hear what happened at UVA. And, and to see what happened at Highland Park, and to wonder if we don't do anything, will it happen here? We have to do something, because our kids, our families, demand that we make decisions. Civil and human rights, the, the rights mm -hmm. that we, the, what we've, we've been afforded as a nation. Mm -hmm. Next step, treating each other with a little more respect. Where do you stand? Absolutely. Um, you know, I, you know and, and we all have differences, and, and I, I <laughs> Love everyone in my neighborhood, right? You know, and we all have different. You live in a great right? neighborhood too. Yeah. I thought of my neighborhood. <laughs> we, you know, and, and we we live in diverse neighborhoods where people have different thoughts sure. and different opinions, and we have to respect them. And when we talk about our values, we're going to find out that our values transcend our politics almost always. Pretty good point. Um, taxes always a hot mm -hmm. button topic. We all know that. 
Eric, I, I, I loathe the way my property taxes. I loathe having mm -hmm. to pay personal taxes. But I, I, I always admire city services and great schools. So yes. there has to be a balance. Talk to me about that, would you please? Yeah, well, well here in, uh, at least in the Illinois side of the Quad Cities, where, where I'm a taxpayer, yeah. um, where I see those, those taxes go up, I also understand that there is more, uh, you know, that we've got to pay for. Uh, we've got roads. Uh, we've got infrastructure sure. that needs help. Um, we've got schools um, that we need to make sure that our kids have the ability to make the discoveries yep. that we need. Um, but it's also making sure that I will fight in the federal government to make sure that we're allocating the right funds right back here so that we ease the burden on those taxpayers here locally. You're running for a spot that's, that Eric has always been um, veteran and military friendly, mm -hmm. uh, all dating all the way back to, to Lane Evans, an incredible man. Yes. Um, talk about how you can assure that that stays mm -hmm. and the fact that uh, there are several military bases uh, within the framework of, of your, these districts that you would uh, make sure that they're operating in 10 years. Yeah, well, one of the things that we've got to be able to do is we've got to make sure that, that the Rock Island arsenal yep. um, is viable into the future. Uh, because not just of its storied past, but the fact that today it employs so many people. Um, and I will be a fighter uh, for the Rock Island Arsenal, but I will also be a fighter for our veterans. And I believe that we need to make sure that the, um, that the appropriation is there for the VA, yep. um, because it's not just that we're taking care of our veterans, we're taking care of my next door neighbor. My next door neighbor is an Iraq War vet, and he works on the Arsenal. Um, and so I, I hear directly from my next door neighbor um, the ways that he, the reasons why he's voting for his next door neighbor to be his congressman is because he believes that I will be looking out for his future too. I want to go back to schools for just a moment, Eric. I want to talk mm -hmm. about the pandemic and the effect it had, a, maybe mental health wise on young people and, mm -hmm. and the options that they have school wise. Mm -hmm. uh, and and I, I'm not a big online learning fan. I, mm -hmm. I had to live through it with my son. Um, yeah. Talk about things that you can do or you would do to A, enhance the, the learning that we have in this district, this district, and we'll go back to school safety. Yeah, one of the things that we've got to be able to do is, is recognize from this pandemic um, where, where we had um, you know, people falling through the cracks. Um, and it, it, it was the fact that schools closed, and now we have parents um, that have got to be home from their jobs, right? And so for me, it's, it's using science and innovation to make sure that our schools can recirculate the air in classrooms so that we're not spreading, not, not just the COVID-19 uh, virus, but, but to make sure that cold virus, that flu viruses aren't spreading. Because when a child is sick or not able to learn, um, it affects their future. We need to make sure that we're doing everything in our schools so that our schools are turning out the next discoverers uh, and the next leaders in our community. I want to I want to go just a step further, if if you don't mind. I want to talk about student loan forgiveness today. Uh, mm -hmm. With some talk about, I believe the cost of higher education um, is outrageous. It's off the charts, and, and we all want our young people to be educated. Mm -hmm. How can you a take a step to to, to remedy that problem, and then? Uh, so people don't start $200,000 in debt. One of the things that I, that I believe is it shouldn't matter what your zip code is where you grow up to determine whether or not you can succeed. Um, a child who, who grows up on the southwest side of Rockford um, or, or grows up on, uh, uh, on the, in Coal Valley, it, it shouldn't matter 
um, what zip code you have to determine where your opportunities are. Um, I think of kids today um, not getting a good education. We, we owe it not only to them, but to the future of our communities that, that we're putting the investment in them. And, and I'll do everything that I can to make sure that that investment is right here in this district. You also mentioned a moment ago, and you mentioned that word climate and climate change and, and mm -hmm. the science part of it, Eric. I think it's um, the, the, uh, sort of a neat angle that you're, you're bringing to, to this. Uh, and explain that for us. Uh, it, climate change is, is real. It's happening. It's here. It's now. We need to address it now. Um, talk about that, if, if you would. Addressing it right here in Illinois 17 means jobs. We have to make sure that we're investing in our, our skilled labor right here at home uh, because these are going to be the jobs of the future. The jobs of the future mean that if, if we build electric vehicles, as we are doing right now right. and blooming to normal in this district, uh, that we're making the investment with skilled labor to build the batteries in this district. As we reemphasize our need to, to work on our electric grid, we're going to need skilled labor to build the electric grid that we're going gotcha. to need um, to put up more of these wind turbines, to put solar farms up. These are all parts of skilled labor. If we're not making the investment in the trades today, we're not going to meet the demands as we see it just a couple of years ahead. Eric, I, I drive every Saturday fr from my home in another state mm -hmm. to South Dakota. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. all along every pathway in the state of Iowa, you just mentioned something, wind turbine. Yeah, yeah. Is that something you would love to see more of in this state? It, it is something because, you know, our wind is always turning here. Um, and what we've got to be able to do is look at what works in certain parts of sure. the country. Uh, wind works efficiently here. Iowa is a leader, um, and so is Illinois. Uh, we look from, uh, from Bloomington Normal up through western Illinois and now into northern Illinois. We're putting up more turbines, uh, and these turbines are are not taking up precious farmland. When you look at the, the footprint um, and the ability for us to generate power right here um, that takes and eases the, the burden off of the coal plant, sure. um, again, when we talk about the future generations, we're obligated to make those right decisions today. Talk term limits. Um, I don't know where you stand. That's why I'm asking. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm going to editorialize for a minute. I, I struggle with career politicians um, no matter where I live. Um, mm -hmm. Your thoughts? Um, well, we've got to look to make sure that the people that go to represent us are doing it for the right reasons. Gotcha. Um, and, and for me, it makes sure that I am not going to stay there longer than I am welcomed. Um, I, will, I will work as far as I can. I, I think about it the same way that I, I thought about it in 20 years of working in television. Um, I am, <laughs> I am uh, right now if sitting down. If your ratings down are good. And, and I'm, I'm interviewing for the job today. And if I am so lucky to get the job, I will have a two-year contract. Um, and, uh, and so I, I hope that uh, I am able in the two years to be able to renew my contract to serve the people of this district. What was television? It was always three or five? Uh, well, if you, were, if you were good, it was five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering if this is a, a two-year job interview. Can you walk across that aisle and work with that person who, who is, is different than what you do yeah. uh, politically? Absolutely. How, how important is that? that for, for me, coming from a position of, of being a journalist, of finding truth, of communicating that truth, I believe that we need that more today than we've ever needed it. As we see people and our political parties become so polarized, um, and they leave out the, the yeah. general um, majority 
of people that are in the center. Um, the people here demand that we work together. Um, and it's not just what I feel about this, sure. it's what I hear from people. How are you going to be able to work together? Uh, well, the challenges that we have here as we solve them are similar to the challenges that we see across the nation. And so we've got to work together across the aisle to solve them. Then how do you keep young people from leaving the state? Uh, we're vibrant, we have brilliant young people, and, and they, yeah. they, obviously they see sometimes the, the bright lights of the big city, I get that, but uh, they yeah. may see a better life tax-wise and, and a few other things. And I have another question tax-related, yeah. but talk about young people. Yeah, there's, there's a guy that works, and I, I had a great time meeting him. Uh, I was on a delayed flight out of, uh, out of Moline, and um, um, I, I was getting uh, some French fries, and, <laughs> and, uh, and the gentleman that worked there, he said, um, Congressman, and I said, "Well, what do you what do you hope that your congressman does for you? What what do you want me to work for for you?" And the one word he said was opportunity. Okay. He wants opportunity here at home. He doesn't want to have to move away to find opportunity, and so that means that we're making the investment right here, so that this right here in Illinois 17 is going to be a model that that other districts across the country are going to look for, and we'll work for opportunity here. My grandfather was a farmer. Um, it, it obviously didn't go second yeah. or third generation. Um, where do you stand on tax fairness? Um, mm -hmm. Trade for farmers, yeah. creating, we're still a vibrant farm community every return. Yeah. How do we continue to, to lead the nation? Yeah, it's so important, especially as we, as we make sure that those, those exports are there, that there is a place for our farmers to export. It means making the investment in things like, you know, we don't think about our lock and dam system. Yep. Um, to make sure that our locks are 1,200 foot locks so that we can push the barges through and get our exports to market faster. That benefits our farmers. Uh, to make sure um, that we're doing everything that we can. We've got a farm bill that's going to be coming up. Um, the next Congress will be making the decisions for that farm bill. Um, having a meteorologist, someone who has been connected with yep. the farmers for the better part of 20 years here, sure. I want to make sure that we're making the right decisions in this next farm bill that's going to take us into the future, into the next generation. One word, immigration. Everywhere you turn, there's a struggle. We're from immigrants. Your thoughts? Um, it's broken. Um, our immigration system is broken today. Um, but it's, it's a complex issue. It's not um, one simple answer that's going to solve the problem. Uh, we need to make sure that our border is secure. Um, we also need to make sure, speaking of farming, um, that our food workers um, are, are, uh, are given a pathway. It makes sure, I want to make sure that our dreamers have a pathway um, because this is the only land that they've known. Uh, we need to make sure that we're passing uh, the right bills in Congress um, that are going to solve these problems. Foreign policy. Where do we go from here? We're vibrant, we're vibrant and we're a huge part of where we are nationally. Mm -hmm. What would you do? One of the things that we've got to assess today, um, when I think of foreign policy, I think of you know, what's going on with Ukraine. Um, and, and I look around to um, the great parts of Western Illinois, sure. uh, where we're the breadbasket of the nation. Uh, well, Ukraine is the breadbasket yep. of, of Europe. Um, we need to make sure that we're standing in solidarity there. Um, with uh, democracy. Democracy is, uh, is threatened in, uh, in Ukraine, and we need to make sure that we're standing with our allies there. Uh, but we're also making sure that, uh, 
that uh, the trade between China and our country sure. um, is met so that it benefits us as it benefits them. You mentioned standing with our allies. Do we take that one more step or do we stay where we are and see where things play out? Um, I think that um, I'm not privy to all sure. of the information um, as it stands today, um, but I certainly believe that, um, that our government has, uh, has our best interests in okay. mind and, and we've got to make sure that the sanctions that are put on Russia um, are as tight as they can so that we see a positive outcome. Eric, that, if that Tuesday in November goes your way, mm -hmm. um, you're going to take a job that pays $174,000. Now, you're in the process of raising whatever it takes to, to, to get that job mm -hmm. done. That, and we just mm -hmm. talked about you being in a job interview. Mm -hmm. um, how do you deal with the fact that there are young people going to bed in this state hungry at night, mm -hmm. and there are millions of dollars spent to get you elected? Well, first of all, um, the reason I'm doing this is for those people. Okay. Um, I, um, I'm, I'm the average person. Um, I, I have struggled um, to pay my bills. Um, people think that, oh, Eric, you were on television. You, you know, I, my car's 10 years old. Um, I have a $100,000 house in Moline that I'm going to live in for many, many years. Nice neighborhood. Um, and, um, and so what we need to make sure is we're electing the person um, that has our best interests, that has our back. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm the guy that was born and raised in this district. You know, I spent my 20-year career in this district making sure that people were better off, that people sure. understood the risk and could make the decisions. And so this election that's coming up is going to be about that choice. Um, do, do you choose the person that you've known and trusted for years, or do you choose the, the extremist who's not from here? I struggle with attack ads, and, and I, I love the disclaimer that says, hey, I endorse this ad, I, I, I stand by it. There's packs everywhere, there's people. How do you feel about the, those taking shots at your opponent? Well, we need to make sure that they're accurate. Um, you know, and that's, sure. that's important for me yep. um, because of my journalistic background and because I have ethics. Um, my ethics will, will drive the communication through this campaign, and people will always know that I will always work for them, um, that I don't work for big corporations, I'm not taking money from big corporations like my opponent, and, and I will always have the back of the people that live here in this district, my home district. If things go your way November 4th, first order of business yeah. day one is what? Get to meet people. I, I want to get to every one of the 14 counties um, and get on the ground and listen to people. Listen to what they're telling me because that is going to drive how we move forward. Um, because I hope to be able to continue the legacy that Congresswoman Bustos has had um, across this great district. Um, she has had um, the ability to bring people from both sides of the aisle together. And I want to be able to continue the legacy that, that Sherry Bustos has had for the past decade. How's this campaign been? And I say that personally, eye-opening, meeting people, understanding the needs, um, you were in front of a green screen for, for, yeah. for 20 plus years. Now, instead of getting up at 2 a.m., yeah. you might be shaking that last hand at 2 a.m. What's yeah. that been like? Yeah, it's been wonderful. So here's the thing. <laughs> from from the, the years that I was on television in front of, in front of a camera, okay, um, people got to know who I am. And, and I'm the same person on television as I am in the grocery store. Um, but now I'm able to meet the people that have relied on me for years. Eric, can you talk about 
Um, one of the hot button topics in the state has been mm -hmm. minimum wage, but one of the things that, the, if I want to go out to eat, mm -hmm. then my price of my meal is, is two times what it was. Mm -hmm. How do you find a balance of, A, taking uh, that young person who's, A, looking for their first job, or someone that mm -hmm. may have to have a minimum wage job to, to carry their family? It's really difficult today, um, because not only do we have um, the burden of small business people, and, and I feel for them, especially going through this, this time, um, I got to meet a woman who, who runs a, a Subway restaurant in East Moline, and she said, Eric, my husband and I, we had to take out two mortgages on our home to pay the employees of our restaurant. Um, and she said, we did that during the pandemic. And I about wanted to hug her, uh, because she's a small business owner who, who is trying to do everything that she can to make sure that her employees have the paycheck coming in. And so it is a delicate balance. We have to understand that the supply chain has been broken. We need to make sure that as the supply chain is broken, that we're investing here in our country to make sure that um, the chip shortage that we're dealing with, so that will never happen again. So we're going to build the chips, we're gonna make those and manufacture them here. Um, and so all of these things are complex issues, but we need to make sure that at the end of the day, that people have the ability to feed their family. In 10 seconds, are you still having fun? Absolutely, every day, every <laughs> day. And I'm doing this because there's a reason. It's the people at home. It's not for me, it's for the people at home. Um, I, I feel like um, I didn't work for the TV station. When the tornado was coming sure. down, it was the people that could rely on me to tell them the truth. In Congress, I wanna be that too. I will always tell the truth. Our thanks to Eric Sorensen, the Democratic candidate for the 17th Congressional District in Illinois. Sorensen will face Republican Esther Joy King in November. Our interview with her will be next week. I'll have a program note in a moment, but first, here's Laura Adams, out and about. This is Out and About for September 9th through 15th, and it's time for the Fall Beaux Arts Fair at the Figgy Art Museum on the 10th and 11th from 10 to 5. Or start your Saturday off at the QC Taco and Margarita Festival at the Vibrant Arena on the 10th from noon to 4. The QC Multicultural Dance Fest takes place the 10th at Centennial Park, and the annual Quad Cities Vintage Football Game kicks off at noon on the 10th at Douglas Park in Rock Island. Plus, the JCs of the Quad Cities hold their Barbie QC at LeClaire Park the 9th and 10th. Put your running shoes on for the Clinton Half Marathon the 11th starting at 7.30 a.m. And Alpha Illinois celebrate their sesquicentennial on the 10th and 11th. Car Cruise In takes place at Moline's Doric Lodge the 10th. And Geneseo hosts their 16th annual Trains, Planes and Automobiles Festival Car Show on the 10th. There's Harmony in the Park, an evening of barbershop at Lincoln Park on the 10th. The Selena Forever Tribute at the Bend Expo on the 10th. Thursday Night Groove at Schwiebert Park with Soulstorm on the 15th. While Circa 21 opens Clue the Musical on the 14th. And there's one more week to catch My Brother's Gift, a true story of the Holocaust at the Black Box Theater. For more information, visit wqpt.org. WQPT is scheduling interviews in the coming weeks with all four candidates running for the two congressional seats directly impacting the Quad Cities. I'll talk with Esther Joy King in the days ahead. And Jim hopes to talk with Iowa First District congressional candidate Christina Bohannon and incumbent representative Marionette Miller-Meeks. 
I'm John Marks, and as Jim always says, on the air, on the radio, on the web, and on your mobile device, and streaming on your computer. Thanks for taking some time to join us as we talk about the issues in the Quad Cities. Wheeland Presley Funeral Home and Crematory have been serving Quad City families and veterans since 1889. Wheeland Presley Funeral Homes are located in Rock Island, Milan, and Reynolds, and are proud supporters of WQPT. Alternatives is a proud supporter of WQPT and has been serving our community for 40 years. Alternatives provides professional guidance to maintain independence and quality of life for older adults and adults with disabilities.